Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the podcast for this evening. Uh, it's an extra tonight. Uh, we're wrapping up the Essendon scenario with the, the man formerly known as the prosecutor, currently known as Og Cat. Good evening, Mark. Good evening, Wookie. Always a pleasure to be back talking Essendon. <laughs> it is, isn't it? Um, I'm sure you're fed up with it by now. I'm sure we all are fed up with it by now, but big developments require a special podcast, as it were. And so we're going to wrap up uh, the week's events. Starting with uh, the Essendon and the players both saying that they won't challenge the federal court decision. Well, Essendon saying they won't challenge the federal court decision. Um, and Heard will, though. So how, what do you make of that? Oh, well, uh, common sense prevailed in one half of the equation. Uh, look, I was happy enough for the club to proceed. The club, I guess, and Heard, I mean... I don't see why Herd necessarily actually had to attach himself to this. I mean, you know, I think the club and Herd were they were seeking the same. Uh, they were seeking the same. Uh, what's it? Remedy. Um, any case, you know, they were seeking the same thing. They were seeking the uh, show cause notice, uh, notices to be uh, squashed and all that sort of stuff. But uh, more or less, uh, yeah, I've got no problem with the club actually proceeding with that um, that case initially. We had our day in court. We got uh, Justice Milton was very unequivocal in um, his deliberations, and you know, you move on from that. The players want to move on. They want to fight the process uh, the way it's designed to be actually fought. The clubs uh, heeded to that advice, and here we have James Hurd fighting for I don't know what exactly. He says he's doing it for the players, but the players are pleading for him not to do it. Um, he says he's doing it for the love of his club. The club say he doesn't want to do it uh, at this point in time. I, I don't know. It just seems like it's for his own ego. Uh, it, it, you know, and this court case isn't going to... This appeal, one way or another, isn't going to highlight his innocent or guilt or, of the players and his own culpability. All it is is just to say whether an investigation was legal or not. It doesn't answer any of the questions that he seems to think uh, this will answer. It certainly doesn't help the perception that he's in it for himself. Yeah, well, I don't know how he can say it's for anything else when you have the players who he says he's doing it for. I mean, how how deluded is this man to think that he can say, I'm doing it for the players today in his statement when the players yesterday are pleading with him not to do it? I, I just don't understand... I think he, he's gone full retard. I don't know if we can say that on this, but he has. He's he's lost his marbles, and I think he genuinely believes he's uh, completely in the right, and he's completely um, he's completely supported, and um, he's completely vindicated in making the decision he is. But I don't see how he can't see that. Oh, that's really poorly worded, but I don't see how he can't recognise the fact that he can't proceed as Essendon coach if he's still going to go ahead with this action. Mm. And as much as Essendon supporters, or some Essendon supporters, like to highlight that uh, this is apparently Thompson stabbing him in his back, this is her tying the rope around his neck and jumping. This is this is Herd's actions that have brought this upon himself and have brought this saga to light again. And not Thompson. I mean, Thompson will probably be the beneficiary of it, but it's just utter insanity from her to proceed with this appeal to be honest because again what what let's just say he appeals and he wins what does he actually get out of it well and into the show cause notices perhaps 
I thought it was uh, interesting today. Uh, the morning opened up with Carolyn Wilson in the Age saying that uh, Heard was definitely going to be sacked. Um, and there was a bit of a media circus about that today. And then the Essendon uh, chairman coming out and saying that the board hadn't sacked James Heard. What did, what did you make of that drama? Well, we were having a chat off, off air just before, Wookie, and we, I think we both agree that, uh, that Caro, whilst ultimately it didn't play out word for word how she originally uh, published online, that uh, we more or less agree that uh, as she reported it, it was probably accurate and that the, the basics of the actual article that her will be gone is accurate and that, uh, you know, potentially the club... Uh, you know, found out about this or, you know, uh, uh, decided to, you know, give it a few days, uh, figure out, you know, how they exactly they are going to handle this before seemingly finally pulling the trigger on Heard. Um, he's been in the gun a few times and, to be honest, uh, I, I don't see how he walks away with this with his job. And, I mean... Um, it's a crap effort on Wilson's part and the editors of the age to, you know, just update the article without actually acknowledging the fact that, you know, Caro has got it wrong. The story she published didn't eventuate. But again, as I said, I think the basics of it will prove to be uh, correct in the coming dates. Okay. Now, Dean Robinson as well this morning was reported as settling with the Essendon Club over his uh, unfair dismissal. Uh, reportedly for somewhere between 800000 to a million dollars. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think the more surprising aspect of this is that it's taken so long to reach a settlement. I know they've been, um, they've been in negotiations, or mediation, I should say, uh, uh, for quite a while. They've been in discussion previously before that for quite a few months. And, you know, to, to just finally come to a settlement, I just don't see why it didn't happen earlier. I mean... I don't see what Essendon exactly, uh, what's changed for Essendon to say that, oh, well, now we won't win or now we want it wrapped up. I'm, I just don't see why it wasn't handled back in January, February. And, you know, just tied off and done with then. But uh, maybe it's just a maybe it's just a good time for the board to slip more bad news in. Uh, well, it's not <laughs> more bad news in a sense, but, you know, it's a, hey, you know, we've got uh, two, our, uh, our last two premiership coaches, uh, Sorry, premiership captains fighting over the senior coaching job at Essendon. Let's just slip in that we've uh, that we've paid off Dean Robinson to settle his uh, unfair dismissal case. So, um, to be honest, it's probably a smart move. I, I mean, from an AFL perspective, from a club perspective, and probably even from a Dean Robinson perspective. To be honest, I think I don't think anyone really wanted to be, uh, you know, to go under oath and get some of the nitty gritty. It get exposed, especially about themselves, but uh, I'm surprised it's just taken this long to get this all sorted out. I would have thought it'd be done months ago. Everyone could have just said, "Yep, here's your million. Here's your was a non uh despair. What's the uh, what's the clause that uh non disparagement? That's the uh, you know have one of them put out in place uh, <laughs> you know, for a period of time or whatever whatever the standard is, and uh, you know just move on from that but you know I mean if the club and Robinson want to waste another couple of tens of thousands if not more on legal fees and you know eventually reach an inevitable conclusion that everyone could see it was going to happen a year in advance then you know hold the power to them I guess mm. 
So tell me, what's with, with the Patrick Ryder situation? Yeah, well, that's interesting, and that's really caught a lot of people off guard. Uh, I think it was known amongst uh, the Essendon supporter base for a while that there was definitely issues with Ryder and his, uh, his level of, uh, I'd say comfort maybe, or he was definitely one of the players who was affected most by it, and uh, I don't want to... Uh, I don't know how to word it. I'm trying to think of a nice way to say gullible in the sense probably he can be easily led as in, you know, he's a, uh, he, I guess he can be like a, he's very, uh, he absorbs opinions and he absorbs all this sort of stuff in the sense that he can be delicate in, uh, delicate in that, uh, you know, it, it affected him. It really did, especially if you have a young family as well. And I think Goddard said it as much as well, is that, you know, Paddy's one of those guys where you tell him to jump, he'll say how high and all that sort of stuff in the sense that, you know, I mean, you can easily let, and that's not in a bad way to say that, you know, it's he's gullible in a sense, but it's he's very trusting and all that sort of stuff. Um, and I guess it's taken its toll on him and... I'm, as I said, amongst the Essen supporter base, it, we it was known that uh, Ryder was definitely one of the players who was affected hardest by this. But uh, it was never really anticipated that a move would be made until, sure enough, it got leaked during the lead up to our final that you know Ryder's a uh, Ryder wants out, and he, he's got this uh, get out clause. You know, should worse come to worse for him, that he could you know potentially activate. And I don't think. There's a lot of hostility at the moment towards Ryder. Me personally, I don't have that much uh, hostility towards him. Um, I, you know, I is like I like to say that I can empathise with him, but you know, obviously, I've never been through anything like this. But I have no hard feelings towards him. I think that um, the only reason he's really in this position is because of the club's actions or inactions in actually uh, main making sure that we had a proper environment for this to occur. So I think it's uh, I think it's the club's fault largely, and uh, you know all the power to Paddy Ryder. I hope he I hope he goes on and has success with Port. I think he deserves it. He's a great he's a great bloke, but um, you know I think I think time will heal all wounds, and I don't think there's that many wounds amongst the playing group with him. But obviously, the supporter base is going to have to come to terms with it, and uh, that might take a bit longer than um, you know uh, than it will with the actual players in the club. Okay. Now, finally, Jason Winderleek, who has apparently retired or is retiring, uh, there's word that he might be doing a Mal Michael and uh, retiring but going to another club. Yeah. Um, well, obviously, the Crichton medal, as every uh, every person who doesn't live under a rock uh, knows, was on last night. And uh, yeah, quite a few supporters in attendance. Um, and basically... The understanding is that uh, the report from Three uh, RWs reporters, Sam McClure, was it? I believe it was. Um, is you know basically rubbish. I mean, yes, he's deciding whether to come back or not, and you know the coaching situation will have a large part of it. But uh, Wendelick isn't looking to move clubs in the sense it's either going to be a retire or uh, play with Essendon proposition. Okay. Um, I'm I'm completely confident that's how it's going to play out as well. That uh, yeah. I would bet my house, my proverbial house, on the fact that uh, 
that Winderlich won't be playing for an opposition club next year if he does play. All right, just the latest off Twitter while I do this, uh, Carolyn Wilson has said that she stuck her neck out and that while she's currently wrong, she uh, will probably be right by the end of the week, <laughs> apparently. So, yeah, well, I mean, as I just said before, it's I dare say Monday will be the day, and I think, I think there's a frustration amongst Essendon supporters, whichever side of the fence they are, that this continues to play out, and it's a... It's a as in the herd, will he won't be coaching sort of saga, in the sense that there was the debate uh, probably around round three in 2013 before the Frio game. Uh, then there was August last year, and August last year in my in my books is when it should have happened. Uh, but you know, uh, we carry on to round one and lead up to North game, and then we've got a uh, Tanya appear on uh, what was it four corners, mm. and you know he's done a. Obviously, James knew about that. You, you can't no, honestly it's a, it's believe that uh, Tanya's done an interview throwing, you know, calling David Evans more or less a... Not David Evans. I uh, heard he does that. Um, calling Andrew Demetriou a campaigner on national television, all that stuff, and her doesn't know. So um, we had that, and that had another Willie be sacked Woney. He got his, you know, his final warning. And then we have this latest thing. I think the, this is definitely... This is, this is the breaking point. Whether, as I said, I think it was personally in August, but I think it's undeniably now that this is the breaking point for Herd. And uh, I think that's coming from the supporter base as well. I mean, it's been largely pro-Herd up until the last few days. Now it's sort of 50-50 in, uh, in, supporter, in the supporter base divided between keeping Herd and... Uh, Moving him on, but I think it. I think it is going to happen. I think Kara will be vindicated, but still, I think she need. I think she did acknowledge. I think she actually probably needs to apologise and say, "Yep, yeah, I, I went too hard, too early." I think she might wait until she sees the result at the end of next week. Um, on that note, though, thank you very much for your wrap up tonight, uh, Og Cat. I know it's uh, not fun, but uh, we thank you anyway. Oh, it's a pleasure. And before we go, just our condolences here from Bigfooty to the Flower family. Robert Flower, Melbourne champion, uh, has passed away today. Rest in peace.